the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. How you doing? Thank you for tuning in. You smart person, you. Clear skies the deal tonight. Chilly as well, down to 27. A lot of sun tomorrow. I just 39. Christmas Eve, mix of clouds and sun, warming up to 51. And for Christmas Day on Saturday, cloudy, a high of 55. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I kind of like, you know, the snow thing to happen. Not that I can do anything about it. Although the cloudy part I like. I like cloudy weather. I find it calming. I know some folks don't mind it at all if it's warm during the winter. All winter, they'd be fine if it was warm. All I ask is for a little snow at some point. I'm going to guess that'll happen. We'll see. Eagles, nice win last night. 27-17 over the Washington football team. Short week for them. They play home Sunday afternoon at 1 against the Giants. Sixers home tomorrow night against Atlanta at 7. And the Flyers are off till a week from tonight when they're at Seattle at 10. We have a couple special guests joining us today. Looking forward to Lexi Sneller. She's communications and policy officer for Pennsylvania Family Institute. And there's been something called the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization case. That's very closely tied to Roe v. Wade. And we'll get an update from her on how that is going. Uh, Also, Todd Nettleton, who you may remember if you've listened to the program for a while. He's with Voice of the Martyrs. He actually hosts a program every Sunday morning at 9 on WFIL, talking about the persecuted church. He was just on a trip, going to give us some firsthand stories of what he saw in the field and provide some encouragement for us and also some challenging things, too, I'm guessing. And I'm going to put a text in here in a minute to Jay Jackson, the lead singer of Apologetics, that Christian parody band. We play them every now and again on the show, and Jay has joined us a number of times over the years. I just was listening to a couple of their most recent CDs and Shaking my head in disbelief. If you like uh, great music and, and and parody songs in general, Apologetics does just that. They actually have 63 albums out, hundreds of songs from the 50s through the present day, all sorts of styles. They're all based on scripture passages. In fact, when you get the CD, each of the song titles has typically three to four passages at least that the song is based on. And part of the fun is not just that the lyrics are fun or funny, but that the music is spot on. And not just the notes, but the sound. So a song from the 50s or 60s has that vibe. Song from the 70s, same thing. 80s as well. And uh, if I can get Jay on the line, he's usually pretty good about being uh, on short notice. I was just thinking about this today. I'm listening to the CD. It'd be kind of fun to have him on as we head into Christmas and maybe give you a sample if you're still looking for Christmas presents and shopping and all that. They have a lot of their songs available via download. 
So hopefully we'll have uh, Jay on the program to give a little insight into a couple of the songs. Maybe we'll spin a song or two and, uh, and take it from there. And whatever else is happening, feel free to text text line anytime at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. If you want to say hello, we can do some shout-outs and have some fun together this afternoon as Christmas draws closer. May God's peace be with you, even in the midst of the busyness. And may we certainly not lose focus of what this season is all about. Brief break. Lexi Sneller coming up in just a moment from Pennsylvania Family Institute. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. AM560 WFIL. It's Tim DeMoss Show, and we're glad to bring on board Lexi Sneller from Pennsylvania Family Institute. Hi, Lexi. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on the program. You came on the program a couple of times, I think, before with a different last name, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I got married in August. Congratulations. I was thinking, Thank you so much. I'm like, Lexi is not a super common name. Well, I guess it's kind of, well, you know, but I was like, Lexi, I don't have, I don't have a lot of Lexis on the show. I'm like, wait, Lexi uh-huh. Stefani was your maiden name. I remember, I think earlier in the year and Dan Barkowiak joins our program every now and again and some other folks that you work with. So it's, it's good to have you on and have a team of people we can go to as things are going. So congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And your role with Pennsylvania Family Institute, share a little bit about what you do. And then we have a couple of specific things kind of going on in the culture we wanted to pick your brain on. Yeah, so I do communications and policy for PA Family. um, And our organization is dedicated to um, working for a Pennsylvania where life is flourished, uh, families are able to grow and be cherished, um, and we also seek to protect religious freedom. Okay. And if I can, before I forget, I know there are times that we talk in conjunction with in the Independence Law Center. How is that connected to Pennsylvania Family Institute? Yes, so Independence Law Center is part of, you know, the Pennsylvania Family branch, um, Pennsylvania Family Family. Uh, they're our legal team. Okay. So, so they do really great pro bono work um, and seek to defend religious freedom in life as well, but more in the legal world. Okay, then that's good. That's good to because I know sometimes it feels almost interchangeable a bit, but they're technically the Independence Law Center part is more supportive of the overall PA Family Institute work. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. a couple of things that have kind of come across. We get press releases every now and again, and I enjoy having you on or Dan Barkowiak or others just because it kind of gives us something tangible to talk about what's going on in the world right now and legally speaking and different issues that are facing folks in the area. Uh, one was this uh, Dobbs case, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. Take your time just to explain a little bit what it is and kind of what's been happening with it. Mm-hmm. The Dobbs case is the first opportunity that the pro-life movement has had in decades to overturn the very poorly decided Roe versus Wade decision. Um, so Roe is kind of known as, it, Roe has kind of acted as like a shackle to states to move forward in protecting life. It's a limited, a lot that we can do. So the Dobbs case comes out of Mississippi, which recently passed a 15-week ban, which really seeks to say, hey, you know, 
recognizes that since Roe versus Wade was passed, we know a lot more than we did then about how babies develop in the womb. We know at 15 weeks that a baby has a heartbeat, it even has fingernails, and just is so developed. And so that case was brought to the court, and this 15-week ban from Mississippi now has the opportunity to uh, overturn Roe versus Wade. So there's a couple ways that it can be overturned. Um, but what we're optimistic of and, and hoping for the best case scenario is that when Dobbs is overturned, uh, when, excuse me, when Dobbs is used to overturn Roe, uh, then abortion laws would go to the states to decide. So okay. instead of it being federally decided, states can then decide it. Folks, just tuning in, we're chatting with Lexi Sneller. She's a communications and policy officer with Pennsylvania Family Institute. You can find out more about the work they do, pafamily.org. That kind of leads to the the next thing, I guess, the topic or the status of Roe v. Wade, which, you know, was established close to 50 years ago. And as you said, a lot more is known now, even even scientifically, I suppose, as believers, we would know from Psalm 139, Mm -hmm. you know, what the truth of what's in the womb from the get go. But 62 million lives lost in the last almost 50 years. What is the status then maybe of Roe v. Wade and maybe a little bit of a timetable if, if it gets overturned when that might happen? Mm-hmm. So the arguments were heard on December 1st, and a lot of the PA family team was out there in D.C. Um, there's a big turnout from the pro-life community that was so encouraging to see mm-hmm. so many people gather for unborn life. Um, but we're expecting then, so even though arguments were made in December uh, this month, where it's kind of uh, standard that sometimes if the Supreme Court makes a bigger decision or more controversial decision, they make it in June, right before they leave town. Okay. So we're, we're expecting maybe a decision around June, although it could happen at, at any point. Okay. So it can take that long, another half, half a year before something would actually come to fruition. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, no, so what's kind of, yeah. but you know what's good about that, Lexi? And this is the other part of the, the press release that I had read through I wanted to ask you about. The After Row uh, website, I think it's just afterrow.com, right? Yeah. Yeah. What I love about this, I was scrolling through the site and one of the lines has said, you know, the goal is to plan for a pro-life America after Roe. Uh, you touched on it a little bit that kind of like just because uh, if it's overturned, let's say six months from now, doesn't mean that everything is now a flat playing field. Every state is everything comes back to where we want it to be. Mm-hmm. There's there, every state's going to be different. There's going to be work to be done. There's education that folks could use these next six months to to do. So share a bit about the site and about this this thought of of after Roe. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, we're kind of in a dual position where as a pro-life community, we're just floored that Roe versus Wade could be overturned. Um, We've been waiting for this for decades. But at the same time, it also means that the work is just getting started. So it's almost like Roe Roe being overturned would unlock the door and then we still have to clean the house um, once we get inside. And so um, after Roe is kind of designed to let people know what would happen in their state if Roe is overturned. Um, and Pennsylvania is in a really unique position right now where um, we have great news from the U.S. Supreme Court, but we have a really big problem coming from the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Um, so right now we have, um, uh, you know, abortions are allowed up to 24 weeks, and we do have um, requirements for abortion clinics and that sort of thing. Um, obviously, we would like for there to be no abortion in our state, but things could go for an even worse turn because the abortion industry in Pennsylvania has brought a case to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, our state Supreme Court, 
and they're asking them to basically invent a right to abortion in our Constitution, which uh, would be absolutely devastating to life. It would mean that um, we could potentially see our state becoming, and, and opens the door for our state to become as radical as some place like New York or California when it comes to abortion. Um, it would require taxpayer funding of all abortions um, and would remove all pro-life laws that we have and wow. that we couldn't make any in the future. Is that the Allegheny uh, case? Yes, oh, okay. the Allegheny reproductive case. Um, okay. But there is good news on that. So I know that people need to be aware of that because we need to celebrate, but we also need to be aware of what's happening in our own state. Um, but there are wonderful legislators who are working to be proactive to stop this with a constitutional amendment to keep abortion out of our Constitution. Um, so it's it's a joint resolution both uh, in the Senate in it and in the House. So Senator Judy Ward and Representative Donna Oberlander have been really great leaders for life, and uh, they have this constitutional amendment. So this is something that, as you said, you know, this the time between now and when we get a decision, because what we can foresee happening is in June, the U.S. Supreme Court gives us a great decision on Dobbs, Rose overturned, and then a couple of days later, we can see the Pennsylvania Supreme Court turning around and inventing this right to abortion. Um, yeah, so if yeah. you get a yeah, and so we do actually have an action alert so people can start to take action on this uh, to prevent it from happening. So pafamily.org slash protect unborn life. Uh, you can use that to talk to your state representative and state senator and tell them that you want this amendment to keep abortion out of our Constitution and to protect life. All right, so I'm going to write that down because you just said it, and I'm going to put it in the podcast description of our conversation. pafamily.org front slash, what was it again? Protect unborn life. Protect unborn life. So if folks are tuning in, we're chatting uh with uh, Lexi Sneller. She's communications and policy officer with Pennsylvania Family Institute. And um, there's a lot we're kind of to keep track of. We were talking initially about a case, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. And if if that goes the way that we would hope, that would uh, pave the way for a Roe versus Wade to be overturned. Uh, But then when that happens, potentially in June of 2022, then there's still now all of the states across the, uh, the country decide what's going on. And in Pennsylvania specifically, it would not automatically uh, just go back to, okay, we're good now. And in fact, you're saying that in, in this interim time, this other case, the Allegheny case, is potentially trying to make abortion be uh, proactively included in what's going on and even taxpayer funded. So it's a lot to keep yes. track of, right? But and folks at pafamily.org in general to keep up with what's going on. And the afterrow.com website so, uh, Lexi, I guess on the topic of uh, is there anything else as far as how folks can keep up on what's going on and, and any any next steps that you would recommend? Yes, um, I would say go to pafamily.org and sign up for our emails just to keep in touch with what's happening. Uh, we regularly post, post blogs and uh, send out emails um, because, you know, the – the work's just getting started to have our legislators pass this, um, and we'll also keep people updated on how these court cases go. Okay. Um, the other thing, one other thing I would add in the Allegheny case, which is our state-level case but brought by the abortion industry, yeah. is that our Independence Law Center did actually file uh, a friend of the court brief um, kind of going against the abortion industry, and uh, they actually filed it. So there's there's several different groups that filed different reasons that we shouldn't invent this right. 
Um, but our Independence Law Center filed one on behalf of um, some black leaders in our community, like Ryan Bomberger, who started the uh, Radiant Foundation, which is a wonderful pro-life group, or people like Dr. Alveda King. Yeah. Um, there's many more. Um, but just pointing out the way that the black community is targeted by abortion. And, um, you know, while they claim to support minorities, they're actually doing the opposite, and it's something really horrific. So um, we're also directly involved in that. Okay. Uh, Lexi, by the way, if folks wanted to kind of keep up on the developments of all of these different cases, is it best to go to pafamily.org to to do that, uh, or, or is that more housed on the Independence Law Center side of things? Um, we we keep up all of our communication through the pafamily.org website. Okay. So let's encourage folks to do that. And uh, Lord willing, good, good things will yet come, but one day at a time. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas too, Lexi. Thank you for taking time to check in today. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. And, you know, thanks thanks for the work you're doing to spread the word. And for those listening, you know, in the pro-life community, I know it's a really large community, and we couldn't do all the work we do without uh, all those who partner with us in this really important cause. Amen. By the way, Lexi, my understanding is that the AfterRow.com site, uh, kind of part of the thought is that if you really want to bring about change, you're hoping to also, it's one life at a time, but it's also trying to create a, a, an environment, if you will, nationally. And so it really mm-hmm. pulls together, right, multiple organizations that are working toward the same end. Yes, it's a, a massive coalition of uh, both state and national pro-life organizations. So this after row movement, we're partnering with Alliance Defending Freedom, um, the American Association of Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists, um, Family Research Council, Focus on the Family, March for Life. I could keep going, but okay. um, it really is a big, big effort to make sure that every single unborn life is protected in America. That's great. That's great. Well, again, folks, remember two sites, pafamily.org and also afterrow.com, and they'll help you get uh, you know, keep up with all these things that are going on as we want to be have that part of our lives as well as, as we go day to day. Lexi, thanks again. Have a wonderful uh, holiday. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. You too. Lexi Sneller, Communications and Policy Officer with Pennsylvania Family Institute. Again, pafamily.org is their site. Also, afterrow.com for more info on the work that's happening there. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, and we are glad to be joined by Todd Nettleton, who is host of the Voice of the Martyrs radio program. You catch Sundays at 9 a.m. Hey, Todd, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to hear your voice again. You were... Uh, certainly on with us a couple of times back in the fall as we were raising some awareness and support for the Voice of the Martyrs ministry. Um, and I know you have some, some exciting things to share just based upon your recent travels. But before that, uh, for folks who are not as familiar with the Voice of the Martyrs and the radio ministry part, just take a moment and share uh, what that's all about. Well, Voice of the Martyrs is a ministry to persecuted Christians. We are actively working in more than 70 countries where Christians are persecuted for their faith. 
We also work in the U.S. and in other free nations to tell their stories and tell the stories of God's faithfulness to them. That's my part of the ministry. That's Voice of the Martyrs Radio, which you hear every weekend. Uh, That's what we do is just talk to people who have been persecuted for their faith or people who are working in hostile and restricted nations and and could be persecuted potentially uh, about what God is doing in those places. Yeah. And, you know, obviously that takes when the the term persecuted church is brought up, it takes different forms, uh, many different forms, and in a way that's difficult perhaps to kind of convey uh, how folks can help uh, besides prayer as a, as a big thing, which matters, but to, to kind of get, it's not like we're rescuing a certain amount of pastors from prison or something like that. Uh, so the newsletter, I want to make sure I throw this in at the beginning. If folks want to stay connected and understand some of the stories that are, that are continuing to happen, what's the best way to get getting up for that? That's once a month. Is that, or is it periodically? How does that work? It is once a month. If you come to our website, which is persecution.com, so an easy one to remember, persecution.com, right at the top of the page, there's a button that says free magazine. Just click on that. Give us your name and address. We will send that to you each month. And it, it really is a tool to equip you to pray, to equip you to know who's being persecuted, who you're praying for, where they are, what they're going through. Uh, But it is also a tool to enrich your faith, because uh, I think every time you read a story in our monthly magazine, uh, the natural question is, okay, what would I do in that situation? (laughs) What would I do if that gun was pointed at me? What would I do if, if I was given that challenge that this brother or this sister has faced? And those are, that's a great question to help build our faith as we think about, okay, what is it worth to me to follow Jesus? What what value do I place on my relationship with Christ? What would I give up to keep that relationship? That's a great question to ask because it really helps us to deepen our commitment and deepen our faith. Yeah. Folks just tuning in, we're chatting with Todd Nettleton. He is host of the Voice of the Martyrs radio program. Again, you can catch that Sunday mornings at 9, persecution.com, the site to uh, get the uh, newsletter that's free each month. And I remember when we had you on back in the fall, one of the things in Scripture in Romans chapter 12 talked, you know, there's a lot of great things that's packed. It's a packed chapter for sure. But it talks about how we belong to each other. In, uh, in, in the first few verses of Romans 12, after it talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind, it says that, uh, I think it was verse 4, that says we, you know, uh, we all have different functions. Each part of the body does different things, but we are part of the same body, which I think people would agree with, but that we also belong to each other. That word really struck me for the first time when you and I were on a few months ago, that we actually have an obligation. It's different than uh, I'll pray for them and they're kind of out there. There's, a, there's an element, not in a guilty way, but just like, hey, we actually have a real interest in helping each other because we are connected and we belong to each other. So let's do what we can to at least keep up on what's happening so we can pray more intelligently. So, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's a, a, the beautiful understanding that we're part of the same family. And so this is not something that's happening to people 10,000 miles. This is something that's happening to my family. And when we understand that family relationship, then it's it's not hard for us to be passionate. It's not hard for us to remember to pray uh, because these are members of our family. So, Todd, take a minute, if you would, then. And I know there, you had a number of things happen on your travels. And actually, that word family comes up because I think folks may think the persecuted church uh, is is often um, like a government is doing the persecuting or, or, or a people in authority of some sort. But that's not always the persecution that you're seeing. It's not. And on this trip, we just came back from the Middle East and and met several of our brothers and sisters there 
who are being persecuted by their own family. Uh, one young man was 27. I, it's very uh, memorable to me because my oldest son is 27. And so sitting and hearing his story, I was like, wow, I can, I can see my oldest son in that situation. I can, I can picture what he went through. But his own family, after he left Islam to become a believer in Christ, his own family members tried to kill him. They, they literally beat him over the head with an iron, uh, split his head open, but thankfully it didn't kill him. He's not dead. Wow. Uh, but today they've kind of given up on, on physically killing him, but they just act as if he's already dead. If he walks into a room, they will not acknowledge him in any way. They will not speak to him. They will not support him in any way. They they literally act as if he is dead uh, and and will not have any kind of interaction with him. Uh, and you think about that level of persecution, you think about the hardship of your own, the the people closest to you, the people who are supposed to look out for you, they're the ones who turn on you. They're the ones who are attacking you. Uh, and I asked him, I, I just asked him, have you ever had second thoughts? Have you ever thought about, uh, you know, going back to Islam to, to make your family be nice to you again? And he said, how, how could I go back to a lie now that I've experienced the truth? How could I do that? Why would I do that? And um, so never, there's never a doubt in his mind, even though it has cost him his earthly family uh, to be a part of the family of God. Wow. That's just, that's heartbreaking, right? I mean, I, I don't know how, you, <laughs> I'm sure this is healthy for you in a sense to be able to go into the field, but at the same time uh, to carry that with you too. Um yeah. It is heartbreaking, and one of the other stories we heard was from a, a woman who, since she became a believer, and it's been more than 10 years ago, uh, her husband has physically abused her, he has verbally abused her, he has done everything in his power to make her life miserable, uh, because she had the audacity to leave Islam and to follow Jesus Christ. And, you know, our host, who was translating for our interview, he just flat out asked her, he said, why, why do you even stay there? You know, if your husband is doing all these things to you, why do you even stay in the house? And she said, well, I have daughters. I, I have to protect them so that he doesn't marry them off to Muslim men who will treat them the same way that I'm being treated now. So in order to protect my daughters, I have to stay in the home. I have to put up with the abuse that I'm putting up with. And, you know, she wept as as she shared some of her story and some of the hard, horrible things that she has has gone through. And yet, again, she has that faith that says, Jesus is worth this. He's worth this level of suffering. He's worth this level of hardship. Uh, and not a second thought about going back to Islam, only thoughts about how Jesus is worth what she's enduring. Todd Nettleton's our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. The Voice of the Martyrs radio program can be heard Sundays at 9 a.m. Persecution.com for more info, including you know, the newsletter that they get uh, each, they send out each month as a way of keeping up on these things and being able to pray more intelligently about them. Uh, some of the persecution does, though, and we mentioned the family part there for sure. There are there are other uh, things going on. I think you had an encounter with uh, uh, some folks who had been fleeing from ISIS. Yeah, this was one of the really sobering parts of our trip was, uh, you know, we talked about ISIS five, six years ago when they swept into Mosul, when they swept across the Nineveh Plains in northern Iraq. Uh, thousands of Christians were displaced by their advance. 
they fled to Turkey, they fled to Lebanon, they fled to Jordan, and uh, we actually encountered some of those families. And it's it's now five years later, and they are they're stuck. They're in limbo. Uh, they're waiting for a Western nation to accept them. Uh, some have applied to the U.S., some have applied to Canada, some have applied to Australia. Uh, but in the meantime, they have no legal standing in the countries where they're living. They they can't get jobs. Uh, their kids can't go to school. They literally are just in a sort of limbo. And one of the men we met had been in that situation for eight years. He has been eight years waiting for something else, waiting for the next chapter to start in his life, and uh, just in limbo during that time. And it it was hard to to think about that because you know, we, we prayed so much for them five years ago. We we talked about them five years ago. Uh, and, and, you know, I think they've sort of fallen off our radar. They, they've fallen under the radar of the, the world Christian community to know their persecution. They got away from ISIS, uh, but the hardship certainly has not passed for them. And there was one bright spot, one of the families we were with, they had just received word that they've been accepted to Australia. Uh, they will be there within the month. And uh, so they were so excited about, okay, I can go, I can get a job. My my children can go to school after five years and two months of not going to school. Finally, we can restart our lives again. But the other thing he said, the the, the father in the family, he said, as soon as I get a job in Australia, I'm going to start sending some money back to my cousin who is still here is still waiting for the door to open for them to get out of limbo and go on to one of these countries. So, like I say, it was very sobering to think there are hundreds and hundreds of families who are just in this sort of limbo existence five and six and seven years after they fled from ISIS. Todd, if, uh, when, you know, as you're talking there, I'm thinking the radio show that you do each Sunday that we have uh, at 9 a.m. on WFIL, Voice of the Martyrs. Again, folks tuning in, Todd Nettleton, our guest, persecution.com for more info. It seems obvious. Raising awareness, telling the stories helps people be more aware of the persecuted church, helps them pray more intelligently. As far as actually doing certain things, uh, I actually don't know as much about this aspect of the Voice of the Martyrs. Are there some specific projects, like if someone wanted to help donate to help a family, a refugee family, get out of a given country? I don't know if you can get that specific. But are there specific things that the Voice of the Martyrs does that can actually – in the end, if enough people come around it, could help something happen? There are certainly ways that Voice of the Martyrs is reaching out, and one of the things that we're doing is supporting ministries who are reaching into those refugee families in some of these countries, in Turkey, in Lebanon, in uh, Jordan. And so the ministry with them is going forward. We typically do not, as as kind of philosophical, we we don't help Christians to get out of their country. We we like to help them to survive where they're at. We like to preserve the witness of the gospel in that country. Uh, but we are working with partner ministries that are working among these refugee families. And uh, you know there are there are ways that that we you know separate from Voice of the Martyrs, we as American Christians can reach out and say, hey. We'd like to sponsor a refugee family. Our church would like to sponsor a family. Uh, you know, other groups, our school, we'd like to get together and sponsor a family. Yeah. Uh, because there are, you know, many of these people have applied to the U.S. They Maybe they've applied to other countries as well, but they have applied to the U.S. They're waiting for that process to go forward. Uh, and it is an excruciatingly slow process uh, when you are living in limbo, waiting for it to move. Yeah. 
Say, Todd, as we wrap up our time together, tell me uh, any other thoughts about, about the trip. How long were you on this most recent trip? Uh, we were gone about nine days. Okay. And any other? I, I'm sure you have lots of. You've shared a lot about the trip. You too, know, there's but... lots of thoughts. One, <laughs> one of the things, uh, one of the ladies that we met yeah. uh, lives in a very closed Islamic nation. Uh, she's been a follower of Christ for only two years. Uh, but in that two years, she has planted more than 30 house churches. She has led dozens of people to Christ. Uh, and, you know, one of the questions I asked her, and I, um, I'm embarrassed to admit that I asked this question, but I said at the end of our time together, I said, so what would you say to Christians who aren't sharing their faith? They're not telling other people about Jesus. Uh, and she just kind of looked at me like, like, can you be a Christian and not tell other people about Jesus? And what, what kind of Christians are those that you're talking about? And wow. I thought, oh, I wish I wouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> now, now I feel about three inches tall. So, um, yeah. but, but so inspired by people who have found the Lord, and they're not satisfied to be Christians by themselves. They are telling everyone they meet, you need to know Jesus. He has changed my life. Amen. Amen. And as we're wrapping our time up, I... Uh, just pop my phone open to Romans 12 here, uh, 12 verses 4 and 5. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. And so I, I bring that in. It's my own personal verse as I think of the voice of the martyrs. I know it's not the uh, slug line of the voice of the martyrs, but to me this is a, a great way of helping those who are listening in the tri-state area here, greater Philadelphia area, and those online to remember that just because it's out of sight doesn't mean uh, it's out of mind. And we actually not only want to be kind of aware, but we want to really be connected as best as we can. And so the work you're doing and the, the newsletter folks can get for free is a great way to to live those verses out and, and, and at minimum be praying with more intelligence about what's happening around the world. So... Uh, Todd, thank you for taking time. Uh, welcome back from your trip. I'm sure you're glad to be home for a season here. Merry Christmas to you. Any any plans Merry, for your family? You the Merry kids Christmas to you. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be with my side of the family for Christmas, so we're looking forward to that. And then after Christmas, we'll get with our kids and our uh, daughters-in-law, and uh, we're looking forward to that as well. Amen. May it, may it be a rich time for you guys, time of recharging, too. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for your words about belonging to each other. That's, that encourages me as well. Amen. Thank you, Todd. Have a great rest of your day. All right, you too. Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. It's Todd Nettleton, host of The Voice of the Martyrs radio program, which, again, you can catch Sunday mornings at 9 on WFIL. Also, find out more about the ministry at persecution.com. You can request a free monthly newsletter there as well. Listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. It is 445 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Glad to bring on the world-famous Jay Jackson from Apologetics, that Christian parody band. Hello, sir. Do I have, oh, i got to push the button. That would help. Now you're on. Merry Christmas, Timmy D. You too. Great to hear your voice. It's great to hear your voice. It has been a good week because every day has felt like Friday. I don't know about you, but for me, that's how it's been. <laughs> so, Yes, it does. You're, you're right. Our son's coming home tonight, taking a plane from Florida. Looking forward to seeing him and playing Madden 2007 at midnight. 
and uh, have some snacks to kick off the festivities. But prior to that... You have a lot of sons, though. Don't you have, like, three sons and two daughters? Other way around, but close. Two sons, three daughters. Sons came first, then the girls came in a row. After that. I gotcha. And you have five as well, right? Yeah, four daughters and one son. All girls came first, then the the boy. Wow. Full house. Well, I hope it's... Yeah, they're coming home, too. The oldest are coming home. So that's good. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. Well, and I, and speaking of fun, I wanted to cap our show off today. I'm glad you're available. I was thinking of it today, listening to one of many CDs that you have, 63. Folks tuning in, Jay Jackson is the lead singer and lyricist for Apologetics, a Christian parody band. They have 63 albums out, everything from way back in the day, 50s through the present day, all sorts of styles. And uh, let's let's give folks a sample of your work because I, I want to put this out there partly as a public service and partly for fun. If folks want, well, in all seriousness, I haven't done any Christmas shopping yet. I want, I got, I think about two things. So if you're in that boat, are your down, your downloads thing going on still? Yeah, we always have our downloads thing. Okay. We're open 24 seven. <laughs> all right. So folks can get the physical CD eventually or whatever, but if you want to get some of this music and gift it to somebody, uh, the site is simply apologetics.com, and the way I help people remember it is there are no double consonants, not two P's or two L's or anything, and it ends in X. So A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X.com is where you can find the music we're about to play for you. So, Jay, let's run with one from the CD, Double Take, uh, Mary Mary. Now, usually the songs are, are you know have some kind of a play on words. In this case, it's actually also originally done by the monkeys, right, Mary Mary? Right, and it's a play on letters instead of just a play on words, because Mary, the first Mary is spelled with two R's. There are double consonants in that one. That's right. Okay. So, quick quick background on the on the parody itself, Mary Mary? Yes, absolutely. This is uh, from the very first album I ever owned, More of the Monkeys. My uh, sisters bequeathed it to me. It was secondhand to them and thirdhand to me. <laughs> and uh, it was the third song. And it's about uh, Joseph being told by the angel... Don't worry about the situation with your bride-to-be. It's okay to marry, marry. All right, let's do it. Marry, marry, parents are boy too. Marry, marry, and parents are boy too. Marriage plans are going through. AM560, WFIL.com on the app, Apologetics. That's Mary with two R's. Mary, Mary, as in become married to Mary, originally Mary Mary, the names uh, by the Monkees, Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, one of many Christmas songs you have done. Oh, I'll get to this in a second. That's a, the CD's on, <laughs> on autoplay or whatever. Uh, but, you know, some of the Christmas songs you've done over the years, I remember the Micah Number no. 5, right, parody of Lou Bega's Mambo Number no. 5, huge song in yes. 99, 2000. Uh, the Van Halen song, Panama, I love that version, Santa Claus, that you do. What other Christmas songs has Apologetics done? Parodies? Oh, oh my goodness. Well, thank you. We've done about 30 of them over the years. Um, wow. We've done uh, Grandma Got Won Over by a Stranger by <laughs> Elmo and Patsy. And we've done uh, uh, God's Child in the City by Nick Gilder. Uh, those are some of the Grinch Girl by Holland Oates. Uh, we've done uh, Hanukkah by uh, Donna Summer, you know, hot stuff. But right. a ton from there. You know, Christmas night, Three Doors Down instead of Kryptonite. Uh, right. Uh, there's so many I can't remember them all, but uh, we 
we we're always trying to add to them every few years. We'll we'll put you know we'll put some more out. But uh, yeah, we we uh, we got Hotel Canaforgia the and. Uh, <laughs> Um, the Eagles originally. Yeah, one right? night in Bethlehem, the Murray Head, one night in Bangkok. There's the a bazillion of them. Yeah. So, yeah. folks, just tuning in. Jay Jackson, lead singer and, and lyricist for Apologetics at Christian Parody Band. Apologetics.com is where you find their music. I, I've, I've known Jay for many years. Love the music, what they do. Each of the songs has scripture passages uh, underneath, so you can kind of look up where you know what it's based on. And typically, they have at, at least two or three, sometimes four or five or more. Uh, also, that song just started playing there. Let me. I thought just in the limited time we have, I could play like a minute of a few more songs. Uh, this, the one that just started to play there, uh, was one toke over the line. Uh, Brewer and Shipley originally. What did you change it to? What's the little scoop on that one? It's called "Once We're Over the Line." It's uh, Joseph talking to Mary and Jesus as they're heading down to Egypt, and uh, and also as they're heading back afterwards. Okay, let's do it here. If I refuse to take us out of there, it surely strike you dead. And so now, once we're over the line, sweet Jesus, once we're over the Apologetics line. Apologetics, and once we over the line. Jay, let's shift over now to the Stevie Wonder one, which is, I guess, called The Wonder of Christmas. Talk about that for a second. Sure, absolutely. You know, people... Uh, the thing to remember is it's great to remember Jesus came as a baby, but he's not still a baby. You know, he comes back. He's, uh, you know, whether you watched uh, Talladega Nights or not. Yes. <laughs> it's not going to be baby Jesus coming back. So uh, this song is just saying, you know, that Christmas babe could come back once more, but he's not going to be a babe. Let's do it. A few minutes left. I wanted to squeeze in at least one more. If you're just tuning in, Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, is joining us. They have done uh, hundreds of parodies, not just Christmas, hundreds uh, more, close to a thousand almost, Jay, I guess, over the years. If you want to find out more, apologetics.com, A P O L O G E T I X. You can actually download those in time for Christmas and everything like that. And I wanted to at least take time here to wrap up with a song from the 80s that's on this same album, Double Take. Uh, take off on the car, shake it up, and you have it as taken up. It sounds so 80s. We just actually had, uh, what's his name, uh, Warren Davis, who invented Qbert on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, you would <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, talk to, he did NBA Jam, a bunch of other things. Talk about Taken Up for a second, if you would. Sure, absolutely. Well, it's good that you're playing that because I think of that album, Taken Up, or Shake It Up, the original by the Cars. That was a, a Christmas time kind of an album anyway when it first came out. Remember uh, seeing it in the stores. Taken Up is uh, dealing with... Uh, Two people in the Bible, the only two that we know who were who didn't die. That would be Enoch and Elijah, yeah. and um, how they were taken up, and how uh, some people would. Uh, well, one way or the other, when it, whether it happens with a rapture, whether you believe in that, whether you believe in pre-trip, post-trip, mid-trip. You know, my our guitarist says pan-trip. He believes it all pan out in the end. Um, <laughs> whatever it is, whatever it is, um, you, you know. One way or another, we are going to rise to meet him in the air, whoever's still left. You know, right. Corinthians tells us about that. That's First Thessalonians, First Corinthians. So it uh, deals with all that and throws it all into a three-minute song. Let's do it. We're going to end with that. Jay, I'll let you get going. Merry Christmas. God bless you and your family. And just a compliment, I was playing this with Doug, our production director. He says, tell Jay my jaw hit the floor. Uh, because he's very impressed. He's a longtime radio vet in Philadelphia, and he said the production value, the way you do everything, the replication, the era, 60 songs, something from the 60s, 
all that 80 songs. I want to play this one from the, it definitely sounds 80s. It's not just the notes or the, or the lyrics, but it's the sound overall that makes the whole thing so much fun. So thanks, my friend. God bless you. We're putting him on the nice list. He's not on the naughty list. (laughs) All right. Have a great day, my friend. God bless you, Mary Gentleman. You too, too. Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics. And we'll wrap up here with their song, uh, just a few minutes or a little bit of Taken Up, originally done by The Cars. Uh, Again, A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X.com online if you want to look up the hundreds of songs they have available in time for Christmas and bless somebody with that. The man called Elijah prayed one day that the Lord would take him away. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.